It feels weird without Lydia here. It it does, but I think you know we're gonna we're gonna be very cocksure. We're gonna try. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, Welcome back to another episode of Dragons and Dreadforce, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. I am Justin. Woo! Next Woo! to me is Nikki. What up? Next to him is Keith. That's me. You're next in the circle. Right. I, was I saw saying, the we're all next your, to each other. I saw the look on your stupid face. Unfortunately, Ouch. we're one down tonight. I want to apologize for that one later. Okay, thank you. Uh, we are without Lydia, and I. it feels weird to yeah. me. There's an empty space in the room. Um, yep. And in my heart. Oh. I love Lydia. Sweet. It does feel kind of weird. A little bit. Because we're just back to three white guys telling other people <laughs> how to think about a television show. Um, <laughs> I just got to get this out there because... Oh, God. Okay. No, it's nothing big. I It really bothers me that I sound nasally. So I just have to address it in the beginning. Is it the uh, is it the weather? It's the weather changing yeah. my allergies. But I hate the way I sound like this. Listening to myself on my headphones right now makes me angry. I think you could change it if you really wanted to. How? Like auto tune it? Yeah. Oh, you like T Pain? Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Fiddle with let these me just things. get to work on the yeah. board. Yeah. If, you, if you're doing this multi track, you could easily do it. Um. It does have the ability for multi-track i believe i I know the board does Mm -hmm. i don't know if the sd card does but i would imagine i don't know what any of this means well the okay yeah we don't have the pretty one one. nick and i are celebrating today yeah we are go braves i'll celebrate with you the braves won the world series also celebrating i my friends are happy i'm happy for the record this is the first time in my memory that one of my sports teams has won a championship um, I was too young to remember Tennessee's 98 championship and too, too young to remember the Braves' 95 championship. It's funny you don't remember the Tennessee one because I remember the Tennessee one. Like, that's the first football game that I can remember watching uh, is the tennis. It was Tennessee-Florida State. Which yeah, is, I know. Which is kind of funny. The only thing I remember, and it's not because of remembering it, it's because of seeing the picture, is the Peerless Price touchdown. Right. But right. because I've seen, like, Tennessee fans, like, like big Tennessee fans have, I, I know several who have that, like, framed. Yeah. Um, it was, it's a cool picture, but, um, that's, yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah. I, that's the first football game I remember, but congrats on your first, uh, give a shit about world championship. It's crazy. It's I awesome. have never cared about like the actual championship of a sporting event before, except like the UFC. I guess that's not fair, but of organized team sports until this world series, because for the first time ever, one of my teams was playing in it, and it just feels amazing. Yeah, it was nerve wracking during during that stretch, but it was super awesome. Man, go Braves! Go Braves! Proud of you, boys! Great team, great team this year. Um, I want to bring up that before we get into a lot of this. Uh, so you used a word on Keith. You used a word on the last episode. Uh that Justin and I had never heard before, which was lecherous. Okay. Did you catch that that word was used in this episode? 
I did not. It was it was used by Good Tywin Lannister. Me. Tywin Lannister talking about Tyrion. So I'm not sure if it was the same context, but when it when he said it, I was like, "Holy shit! Are you kidding me?" Literally, we both said we had never heard that word before, didn't know what it meant, and then all of a sudden, the next episode, it's used in that in the episode. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and you um, had heard that word before. Uh, yes, yeah, true. I'd heard it nine times. Yeah, um, just went right past it, but thought that was fun it and wanted fun. to point that out. Yeah. Well, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and uh, stop us by Nikki's apology corner? Nikki doesn't have any apologies. Um, I am Justin's making a face right now. Justin wants me to apologize for something that happened last episode, but I don't feel like that's really, you know, I'm I'm not sorry about it. Okay. I love you. And I'm sorry that I called you out on a podcast on the internet for something that we've joked about a thousand times. Yeah. That's what upset me. Some would say that AIDS isn't a joke. It w- I was just <laughs> quoting the comedian who did it on his special. <laughs> the the at the pregnant pause was really good there. I like that. <laughs> well, for those of you who are not watching our live stream, because there's not one, <laughs> I <laughs> I tilted my head back and stared at the ceiling before I composed myself and tried yeah. not to murder Nicholas. You impregnated you trying, the pause. Are you trying new anger management techniques? I'm trying. I love it's it. Not working well. Count to three. I didn't punch him though. You didn't. But I thought about it. Yeah. But I didn't. I could. I don't you. think you could reach me. I w- I would have moved. Oh okay. I would have had to move. Yeah, you're right. Um. Either way. No apologies. Yeah. Well, no. I, I, other than that, I don't think that there was anything. I mean, I w- I'll say I'm sorry to the girl that I did the alphabet on because that no. <laughs> that's not cool. Bringing that back. Yep. Yeah. Um. But right. but yeah, I think that's about all I got. So no apologies and no uh, sandals with the socks tonight. Yeah, do you miss my sandals? A little bit. You want to know what's crazy? I almost wore shorts. Really? What? Almost. Dude, that was Lydia so would have been so pissed. <laughs> I kind of want to stop and go put shorts on now just for that. Just go do it. Nick and um, I can handle this. We've both got shorts on. You guys do have the, shorts We on. can be the shorts brothers. I'm comfy. Just take your pants off. I kind of want to be the shorts brothers. All right. Well. well. Okay, BRB. Oh. Holy fucking legs. The tiger shorts that got me. It's really sad you don't wear shorts because you have nice legs. Yeah. They're okay. nice and juicy. I feel, I feel like I have chicken legs. You don't. Look at... No, this is chicken legs. The, we have different legs. You have great calves. I feel like I have chicken legs, bro. No. No. You don't. Right. You have great legs. Thank you. And they're not like overly hairy. Like mine are like... I have like super dark like body hair. And so... My, I, I, I'm a little bit self-conscious about the hairiness of my legs, but yours is like kind of light, so it's just right. And Thanks. it shows off your little feather wand tattoo. Oh, what feather wand? It's about. You ever seen that Bluey episode? Yeah, you don't know what that is. Oh, it's a tiger. It is a tiger. That's it's. I I, ha, I do have two tiger tattoos. The the tree from this side, or if that is a tree, it's like a palm leaf kind of thing. Yeah. So berries. from not being able to see the the tiger from this side, kind of just looks like a phoenix feather. Is the your knee for me, or is it facing you? What? I can't really see. It's dark. It's like right in the middle. I see it now. It's like one of those photos that you look at, and like one is a rabbit and one is a duck. 
Mm. depending on i don't think that that's hard to read no it's not <laughs> my <laughs> arm this tiger is because it's like an abstract design oh i actually really like that tiger. i love i love really that like that that one because of the blue eyes it's like a white walker tiger tiger bro it doesn't have blue eyes it doesn't have blue eyes blue eyes white it does tiger. have blue eyes it doesn't have blue eyes well you should color them in yeah i thought they were blue just take a sharpie maybe i, I will i thought that you've don't, apparently don't pay me any attention that hurts Oh, my God. Um, I have an apology for this week. Are we back? Yeah. Oh, I was going to just put that in for when you started talking about my legs. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're I don't back. have to. We can do it here. No. And we're back. Um, we are back. I did put on shorts. Congratulations, me. Um, Congratulations, us. And sorry to Lydia. <laughs> sorry, Lydia. Uh, I do have an apology for you, Keith. Okay. At the beginning of this episode, That's true. <laughs> I told you you had, what did I say, a stupid face or Probably, something? Probably, yeah. Whatever I said, it mm. was mean. Right. And it was a joke, mm. but it's not a funny one. That's okay. Because it's mean. It's all right. The past episode or this No, this was just a few minutes like ago. four minutes ago. Oh, I yeah. missed that. Um, it's all right. It was mean. If you need to put me down sometimes and make yourself feel a little bit better, I'll I'll take that. <laughs> no, that's shitty of me. I, well, yeah, but I'll I'll accept it. I know you will because you're nice. I'm but your that's douchey of me, and I'm uh, sorry. I just want you to feel good and succeed. I feel like Thank stupid you. face is probably not like a, a legitimate insult. Well, I don't remember what I said. He's hanging out with his kids recently, so that's about as strong as that's gonna get. <laughs> Got it. You stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> Smell like poop. That is actually the worst insult I can make. Um. Anyway, that's all for the Apology Corner, unless you have something you'd like to apologize for. I don't think so. Being so damn fine. No? Hashtag mm. overcorrection. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Keith. It's all right. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, we're going to jump in. I'm old and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Season three, episode four, and now his watch has ended. And now his watch has ended. R.I.P. That was sad. Let's change that battery. Yeah. Um, Anytime there's dead people, I'm sad. I thought this was a pretty crazy episode. Um, so I'm excited to get into it because there's a lot of like, wait, what? And then more of that just nonstop. Yes. Probably like three or four of those. I didn't still, think- still not enough Danny for my taste. but Really? I Sorry. know. I just want to see unlimited Danny though. Not, yeah. There, as far as time wise, not a ton of Danny, but like as far as content, that content we wise, of, it was great Danny. But yeah. Lauren at the end of the episode was saying, I like Danny and they keep showing us stupid things and I don't want to see the stupid things. I want to see more Danny. And I agree with her. That's fair. I would, I would be okay with it. Just like the Danny show, the Danny show. I'm pretty sure I would love the Danny show. As of right now, I think my least, uh, I'm least interested in, What's going on in King's Landing? I'm not that interested in that. I don't know, man. Elena is sure she's the saving spicing grace, spicing that shit up. Hey, before two episodes ago, I would have said the same thing, but yeah. but with her there now, it's like a whole new game. Yeah, we'll get into it. Where do we start? Let's do it. Uh, this episode was released on April 21st, 2013. It was directed by Alex Graves. He's new. That's a name that I've or not she, read before. Or she or she? I, I'm not sure. I, Probably should have checked, um, but I did not. It was written by D&D. We open with a shot of Jamie's hand. and uh, Just flopping along. Just, flopping. You threw that out there last episode, though. You said, what if he just wears it around his neck? And there were a couple things that you predicted. I don't know if you remember that. I don't, but I'm glad you do. We'll get to them. Perfect. This was one. Um, 
So this seems to be a theme. I'm interested. What, me being wrong? No, no. People wearing uh, hands or bones around their neck. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Also me being wrong. You can say it. No, why would I say that? Because you're nice. I would say that because I'm nice? Yeah, don't make fun of me now. Got it. Um... So I did not like this scene, but probably not for the reason that it's probably not a popular take. I felt bad for Jamie. Yeah, that's fair. I spent a little bit of time thinking about it. All right. So Jamie is obviously weak. Um, He's probably lost a lot of blood, maybe some disease going on. Uh, He's not being treated well, fed well, given good rest. The time in the mud did not help the disease. No. And... He's about to. Fa- he's falling off his horse, and Brienne's trying to like get someone's attention to help him, and they just stop and watch him. By the way, do you know who these people are supposed to be? Book correlation. Yeah, I, that is baffling to me that they didn't elaborate more on this group. They don't. They don't. They're not in the show like almost at all. I know like, they might. They might like make mention of them. I don't I don't think that they ever even refer to this group as as who they are in the book in the show. No, in the book they have a really big yeah part. Um but anyway, this, I don't want to spoil anything. This group in the show is it. we know that they are like a a band from uh the Boltons which would be you know the Northmen. So they were the they had the Flayed Man banner. Yeah, that's that's but, but that's not it's not who it is. It's in the not book. who it is in the books, right? And that's what threw me for a loop because that group in the book, and I'm specifically not uh, going into it, but it's a different group, and it's a it's a pretty prominent group in the book. Is it the bastards group? No, well, they were also at Harrenhal. They were at Harrenhal. Yeah. So not no mention there, and and I you know, I guess that's probably just a continuity with yeah. the, what they ended up doing with this group. Exactly. Um. Anyway, so they. I, we see them just treating Jamie like shit. Uh, Brienne's not having it. She's upset. Um, where where do you think that her defense of Jamie is coming from at this point? I mean, like, it's a combination of the amount of time spent, however long it was in our weird time travel within Game of Thrones. And like she says, like you saved my life and you didn't have to. Yeah, I think it's all of that. And then the other piece is Brienne is honorable. She She is a knight yeah and she holds to her vows very uh very closely which part of that is you know defend the weak and in this moment even though jamie has not historically been this you know weak person in this moment he is um and so yeah that that she kind of jumps into action but i think it's all of those things like you mentioned too um i always my stomach turns every time i see the the horse piss thing yeah never seen a man drink horse piss that fast I mean, well, like, did they just have it? Like, did they plan for this joke? Yes, I think so. Um, It's in a different kind of container. Like they they have their like skins of water. And then this is in some sort of like should go around a St. Bernard's neck kind of barrel. I was the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it clearly is is held aside for some disgusting purpose. Yeah. I don't know. Listeners, if there's a reason to collect horse piss, call in and let us know. Would you rather drink horse piss or human piss? Uh, human. I think human, but I would also like to caveat piss is piss. Yeah, but if you had to pick, you're going human? Human. I also would like it to be fresh. I think fresh would be... You want it hot? 
better. Well, mm, not hot, but no. Not. He said fresh. From yeah, I the, guess so. From the it source, is, you I want guess it from so. The, from I, the well, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, oh God, thinking about drinking stale piss is turning my stomach now. Okay, all right, I'm done. And you're going human. Oh yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I feel like we process things better, and like it would be coming from food and drink that a human ate instead of a horse. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Pee comes, pee comes from your blood. A fun fact that I feel like I learned way too late in life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Your blood travels through your like kidney and your um, liver. And liver. And then it's filtered out of the blood. And then that goes into your Interesting. Bladder. It's not drinks that you drink. Hmm. It's, it's fascinating. Stuff that's. I didn't know that. Called from your intestines. Um, Thanks, TikTok. <laughs> I yeah. Get it done without your source material there. <laughs> like, no, I it you did kind of diminish it a little bit with the TikTok. Maybe source. But I feel like I should have learned that a lot earlier in life. And maybe I did and I just forgot. But all I know about pee is that if I eat asparagus, oh yeah, or a, drink a lot of coffee, it's it almost, smells like those things. It's almost instant too. It is so fast. Um anyway. That's our fun pee talk for the week. Um, it this scene just it it did make me sad. I mean, they you know Brienne tries to fight. Jamie's got a sword, but what's he gonna do? Uh, he gets bullied and beat up, and we see a couple scenes of him just like not wallowing, but almost like just defeated. And this is where it gets to be a hot take. I don't know if Jamie is fully deserving of ongoing punishment. Yeah. No, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I mean, I think that... I think... Well, we've, we've talked about this before. This is what the show does. It takes characters that you hate and makes you love them, and it takes characters that you love and can make you hate them. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's it's sad watching any human being be treated like that, unless it's Theon, I guess. But fuck Theon. Yeah. Um, Stupid cunt. But there was even a, there was even some redemption for Theon in this episode. Like there was, there was conversation between him and, you know, this janitor guy that we still don't know his name. um, That was sort of redemptive to it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, but yeah, that's what they're doing. And, um, it's a shame. It is. It is. So anyway, that was everyone, just everyone laughed at him too. And he tried to, he turned over and tried to reach for the sword with his like no hand his arm nub. now. Yeah. And everyone laughed at him. I would have probably, probably, um, cause I'm a dickhead, but, um, so after that we go to Varys and Tyrion. So like that scene. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyrion's like, Hey, want to talk about the Blackwater? You know, they get into some backstory, but the, the, the real showstopper here was the sorcerer in the crate. Is this crate that Varys is working on that he does not explain in any way, shape, or form nope. until he starts talking about how he got cut mm-hmm. and, you know, he was with a, a troop of actors in Mir and he was sold to this sorcerer and the sorcerer gives him some sort of potion or, you know, or uh, I guess potion or medicine, medicine of some kind yeah. that 
makes him he says that it paralyzes him basically but, but he can still feel can still feel everything can't talk can't move can't you know do anything with his body but can still feel didn't dull his senses i think is what he says and um cuts off his junk throws it on a fire and the fire turns blue the sorcerer is chanting as he's doing this and a voice comes out of the fire and it responds to the sorcerer and Varys says that he still hears that voice at night and doesn't think about the sorcerer. It's not the sorcerer. It's not the, the, the his maiming. It's the voice that keeps him up and freaks him out, which, I mean, I'd probably be thinking about the other two things as well, but, I mean, if a voice came out of the fire after my dick went thrown, got thrown on that fire. <laughs> I got I'd a magical dick. Got a magic dick. I got a magical dick for anybody listening. Much like Podrick. Apparently, <laughs> well, maybe not that magical. Um, yeah, I uh, I felt like there were a lot of there have been a lot of references to the one true God. Yeah, the past couple episodes, and this kind of made me think of that as well. Like this was just one more weird tie-in to uh, what? Most likely it? the Lord of Light. Yeah, oh, that's it, Lord of Light. Um, yeah. So so far in the series. He's really that's really the only god that has shown any kind of power. Mm-hmm. Um, the others have been fairly, you know, uh, silent. So who knows if that'll change? But right now, that seems to be like, damn, they got something going on over there. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that that's crazy, and I'm interested to see more of where that goes. But the thing that really threw me for a loop was. Varys, who we know is um, capable of some shit, apparently found had this dude found, stuffed in a crate. And you could see by the look on their faces that that guy's been in that crate a long time because it's smelly. Well, and his like mouth was sewn up. Yeah. I can never tell if his mouth is sewn or if it's just a gag. No, but his I'm mouth pretty is sure sewn. It's, sewn. it's sewn. I looked at it. It's, uh, it's gross. It's horror movie-esque. Uh... There is a horror movie where they've got the sewed, sewn mouths, and I can't remember what it is, but it's terrifying. Did you guys watch Human Centipede at any point? Did Negative not. Ghost Rider. I'm that's aware a rough of it. One. I'm good to not watch. Yeah, that's that a rough one. I've never. I, I can imagine that. You know the, the plot. Is that the one where it's like mouth to ass, yeah. mouth to ass, mouth so to ass, mouth to assholes, mouth to asshole, mouth to asshole? That's brutal. It's crazy. Um, Why? What's the point? I don't really remember sadistic nature. Emily's not gonna like this, but fun fact: I, I watched it while I was having sex with somebody, and so what the I don't. Fuck remember. is wrong with you? That was the first red flag about that girl. Oh, so, she suggested oh, it. She, yeah. Oh, so it was a conscious choice by some human being. Yeah, she said, "If you ever seen this. this, it's crazy." We started watching it, and then she the, got turned on. I don't know if that is the case, but what's she doing these days? She's in prison, right? She's out there. We'll talk about it. She's got to be in prison. I'm not. I I I'm, I know I'm already going to get in trouble for this. So, I'm. Uh, this is the second episode in a row that I've talked about sexual acts with somebody that's not my wife. So I am going to be in trouble. So I'd rather not. Talk Did you about get in trouble last time? There wasn't enough time. She was listening to it as I left for tonight. Oh yeah. Oh, oh so you'll be in shit. trouble later. when I get home. And you and you mentioned that one again at the beginning of this episode. I did in Apology Corner. Yeah, 
you do you want to make an apo- a special apology to Emily right now? <laughs> Stop it in the corner. I'm sorry for bringing that up. I just felt like there needs to be some context there. Moving along. Okay. It's all content. I am so fascinated by this human being. It's crazy. I need to know more. By um, Nick or No, this no. this woman who human said human centipede and chill. I want to yeah, like what <laughs> what the fuck? Listen. Uh, listen. Um, I am not one to kink shame except this time. That is fucked up. Yeah, red flag number 1. That was the first one? First one I saw. You remember that story that I was talking about uh, how I dated a drug dealer in high school and and oh that house? this is her that's the girl the drugs weren't a red flag not the red flag <laughs> oh okay. it was the human centipede thing I'm just kidding drugs um, are fine do drugs so going full circle back to the the sewn mouth shut Keith how did you I mean you've already mentioned this was a, a cool scene what were you thinking during this whole thing like because Varys is talking Tyrion's talking. Ferris is kind of getting to his point. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of background on him, and then all of a sudden, bam, we have that crate opened. What were you thinking? I wasn't thinking that. Dick, 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 dick. What did you think was in the crate? No idea. I imagined it was something, but not that it would be the person who originally made him a eunuch however many long years ago that was. Yeah. How old do we think Ferris is? I would say he's late forties, forties, hmm. maybe mid forties. I think he's like twenty five. <laughs> okay. Yep, four years younger than you are. Yeah. Um, I look damn good for my age. Yeah, for a seventy two year old, you look pretty good. <laughs> damn good. Um, no, I, I, it's for me. I'm not usually like gonna pick up on stuff. This was one where I remember, like, as he's given the monologue and you see him with the big crate, I was like, oh, he's got that motherfucker. Or yeah. or someone who was involved. Like, so it's, but there's nothing like the moment where they open it and you just see the guy. It ties really well into the conversation. Oh, it's great. It makes his point of just like, hey, you're not going to get your revenge tomorrow. It might be 30 years, but you'll do it. Yeah, but through but Here through through commitment to that revenge, basically, mm. you can make it happen. Um, yep. In the Put background, do it. You can do anything. Yeah, the background of Varys, I think, is super helpful too. Yeah. And now, I, and I find myself looking at him differently in the subsequent scenes that he's in this episode. You're like, damn, you got a, you got a crazy side, man. Yeah, I like that though. I like yeah. that about him because he he's he is. He's capable of some stuff we we know, but he's also been very like meek and mostly kind and, you know, like a relatively lighthearted, you know, joking around with people. Obviously, he's got some sinister skills, but this was like a, oh, oh, you're kind of fucked up. And I kind of like that. It's a, uh, what is it? Walk softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, that's what I do. I think it's, yeah, speaks. Speak softly, something like that. Sure, maybe. I think Teddy Roosevelt, maybe. Yeah, sounds um, about right. Yeah, the guy who had boxing matches that he partook in inside the White House with like members of his staff. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he was nuts. Yeah, maybe we just need more of that nowadays. That dude was crazy. Um, yeah, I think this this scene serves to also solidify the relationship between Varys and Tyrion a little bit. Um, you know, it's always it's it's already kind of become this like friendship. Uh, 
But I think this solidifies it even more of like, I'm going to let you in on who I am, why I am the way that I am. And this fucking thing <laughs> right here. So I think it's a great scene. Yeah. I Agreed. liked it. Um, so from there we go to a less exciting scene, in my opinion, Sam and Gilly. Uh, yeah. It's kind of sad though. You think? Uh, it's sad that Gilly is saying like, I'm not going to name him. What's the point? Like, and I, I don't spend have spend as much time as possible. Yeah. Really. I don't have time for you. I don't have time for anything else except for him. Cause he doesn't have much time. And that f- fucking got me. <laughs> um, kind of sad the way that she treats him, but I, but it's also understandable. Like, you know, mother in that moment. Oh, how she treats knowing, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sam's a little thirsty. Sure. Like this is probably like the first person who's paid him any attention. Almost, almost certainly the first person who's paid him any attention. Any like positive attention up to yeah, this point. Right. And he's like all in. Got to get that thimble. I don't think that's what he was there for though. He wasn't trying to get, he was just wanted to talk to her and, and love on her new kid and shit like that. But he doesn't get it yet. Like, I don't know if John really explained it all to Sam, like what happens to those kids. Yeah. Um, and later on in the episode, we find out that, uh, and it could have been just an arbitrary number, but Craster said that he had 99 sons. So that's 99 white walkers, basically. Or whatever they're doing with them. Yeah, I mean, we, it was kind of, we were kind of led to believe that. Has that uh, not happened yet? No. Did I spoil that? Yeah. The finger? Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet. Mm-mm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. And then I was trying to cover for you, and you just blew you the just, doors off yep, of it. Just kept on trucking. That one's probably like 10. Yeah, I'll give it uh, for sure. I think it's probably a little bit more than that. Um, you can put whatever number you want. I'm not going to gut you. Okay. I Except I did try to cover for you, and you just let it happen. Oh, I tried to cover for him. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Yeah. Whoops. Spoiler. Sorry. Uh. So, Anyways. So yeah, this kid ha- doesn't have much time, and she wants to spend it all with him, which is not Sam, which is fair. I totally. Yeah. I totally. I totally understand that. Um. Yeah. It was just one of those like she was kind of panicky, and I can't imagine the feeling of like having your child. Maybe her first. I would guess she seems pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um. But. Your first kid, like I remember with Oliver, just like wanting to just be with him all the time. And there wasn't like an end date on that. Right. I just was consumed with wanting to be with him forever. And, and you still feel like that. I was pretty yeah. certain that that had already happened. It has Hell not. no, dude. Yeah, it has not. Yeah, that's a. I'll give you 20 for that. Well, that's fair. You do what you want to do. So 20 would be a 4 on a scale of 1 to 10. Right. I think that's probably about right. I'm okay with that. Okay. Shit! I mean, <laughs> the only way I would say it's a 4 is because you said something about a finger thing. And we're explaining it more. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because, like, we know that Crosser's handing the kids off to the White Walkers. I'll give you some finger things. Yeah, we can probably stop talking about it. No, it's fine. Let's keep going. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. 
So anyway, <laughs> from there. Yeah. Uh, well, so this was one of the things like that Lauren and I were talking about. Like, I don't really care about what's happening right now because John's not here. And it's just, what's his name? Rast. Mm-hmm. Just stirring up nonsense. Yeah, he's a big, huge piece of shit for sure. Especially or for what he does later. A bigger piece of shit than uh, Craster? Because Craster fucks no. his daughter wives. No, just a different piece of shit. Yeah. I um, have no problem with Craster dying. No. I'm kinda... Big problem with the other guy that dies in that in that fight scene. That one hurt. Hurt my soul. Yep. Um, so then we go to Bran in his dream, I'm assuming. Well, he's running again. So. He's running. And then Kat's there, and we know she's not there. She's kind of in trouble uh, with old Robbie boy. Um, do, do you get? Do you know what's going on? Like, what what do you think's happening with these dreams? I mean, I guess he's trying to find himself, or at least like figure out what the Raven is more than anything else. And what's the other kid's name? Jojen. Jojen. Jojen Reed. I call him Jorgen, but that's. You have called him Jorgen before. Who is that? Nobody, Nobody in the show. Perfect. That's okay, though. It's not too far off. He sounds like it's a just, character from like The Witcher. Yeah, or like... Uh, Skyrim. Yeah, like a Norse something. Yeah. So... Oh, it's a character from another podcast I'm listening to. Jorgen. It's fine. Don't plug it. I won't. Is it the SJN show? Yes. The Sully, J, and Nate show found on all platforms. Yes. Who had yours truly on it? You were. You were a guest. Did you have fun? I did have fun. I had fun too. I'm yeah, go check out that, that episode. It's good. Or two episodes. There's two. Right. Wow. When this when this podcast is live, both episodes will be out. Um I that's made an it. accurate World Series prediction on that podcast. Maybe there'll be a link to the podcast in the description. Maybe. Nope. But I'm not gonna promise. <laughs> All right. Uh I'll try. So then Kat comes out of nowhere. And this is when it got weird. Because mm-hmm. so, she was No, go ahead. It was already weird. Right. It was already weird. It's weirder. Yes. Um, She's very aggressive mm-hmm. in his face and ends with shoving him out of a tree, <laughs> which I don't know why I laughed at that, but... Uh, Jamie pushed him out, out of a window. Jamie pushed him out of a window. Cat pushed him out of a tree. Would you rather be pushed out of a window or a tree? Probably a tree. Um, But Bran just can't really... He can't catch a break when he's climbing. Oh, he caught a break. Got a branch. Broke broke that back. <laughs> broke his back. Spinal. It's spinal. I broke my back. Um anyway, just another weird I don't know. I, I am not super interested in this storyline. There's not enough to tell. it at the moment. Yeah, I am a little bit like now that we know about the wargs and that it's like an actual thing. Cause that's kind of cool that it's like touching northern magic, so to speak. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's not there's not any substance to it, at least that I'm aware of now. Right. That's then. That's the only. I think that's really the only reason why it's not as as interesting. It's a very new storyline, and right. it's, there's not a whole lot to it at the moment. This was really kind of like maybe what a three minute scene. Yeah. So, and we spent ten minutes talking about it. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, it's been mostly me. So after he gets pushed out of a tree, which I cheered for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Then we go to Varys and Roz. Um, this is... It's funny because they started talking about Pod. Um, you know, she 
she's he's talking about you know like Littlefinger a little bit and kind of his whole you know situation and Sansa and um but then they get into the conversation about Pod and it die it like goes into more more of the story but none of the details. Yeah, because what no the one, fuck did Pod yeah, do? No one knows the details except those three women in that room who are normally talkers. Apparently, they kiss and tell. No, thank you. But secondly, but he did say no larger than a typical, or she said no larger than normal. That's that both so, well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just need to know. It's not the alphabet. I was gonna say maybe it was the alphabet. We've determined that that's dog shit. Did you try it this week? I did not. Did you? Uh, no. No. I hated breaking the news to you. Who am I going to try it on? Just a very, just a very pointed question. Did you give it a shot? <laughs> uh, Nikki. Yeah. Did you try it this week? No, I, did I, was, not. I was saying you could have tried it on him. You already right know you. I feel like I'm dying. I've already right tried here. it. I know that it doesn't work. So I'm not. I'm not going back to that. I mean, maybe you're just bad at it. Well, yeah. I don't know the alphabet as well as I thought. Um. But what's interesting, I think, about this scene, too, outside of what they're talking about, is uh, Roz is reporting to Varys. Like, Roz is Littlefinger's person. Well, no, but Varys talked to her about... Right. So he, you know, said he kind of recruited her, you know, a little bit before. And now we're seeing kind of the fruits of that. So we're seeing a lot of Varys and a lot of, like, what he's doing behind the scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's getting information about all kinds of people pod sansa you know little finger stuff like that so um i think that's interesting well i'm great with the varus show too i love the i mean i love the varus show he's a fun character yeah he's good um and i think he's played really well as, as well I yeah that, i think that actor just hits it on the head have you ever seen him with hair i have it's gross it's weird <laughs> it's so weird uh it's not a good look he should just embrace bald um Anyway, it was it wasn't an in depth scene, but it's more to show us that like Varys is really working it, and um, to explain that Littlefinger's plan seems to be he's bringing Sansa with him mm-hmm. because he has two two feather beds that are going to be loaded onto the ship, and there's no reason why anyone would have a feather bed on that ship besides mm-hmm. someone that Littlefinger really cares about. And I really appreciated that Varys was like talking about how smart Roz was. In the yeah. scene too, because it was like I'm missing whatever you're trying to show me, but you're obviously going to tell me now. What right? I'm yeah, I was like, yeah, good job, Varys. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah, lift up those small business owners. There you go. Not anymore though. She makes she makes known that she is no longer in that line of work. So mm. good for her. She well, maybe not. I don't know. Um. So yeah, th- I think those are the main pieces of that scene. It was yeah. I mean, it's it's. Interesting to see a little bit of, but we kind of already got the idea that Littlefinger was working on that. It wasn't news to us, but it was just news to Varys. Um, I do like that Varys, we're seeing the depth of his reach um, and his network. You know, the spider, we've heard him called the spider a few times, but we haven't really seen a lot of the like ramifications of that. I think the biggest one would have been like his access to Danny. Uh, you know, across the narrow sea, that was pretty crazy. How he could report on her movements and what she was up to, and yeah, we saw that earlier with his connection with uh, Illyrio. Yeah, back in the day. 
So, and then he found a sorcerer. He did, one way or another. I mean, he's gonna find you. He's gonna get you. Get you. What do we think he's gonna do? That sorcerer. Nothing good. He's gonna an eye for an eye. I mean, you. That's where you have to start, right? I mean, Mm. he needs an answer to that that voice question, right? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's you've got to. You you went through all the trouble. He didn't go through all the trouble to get revenge. Yeah, just right. to, just yeah. to kill him. Like he, he needs to know why that happened to him. Right, right. So I, I mean, but he if the mouth is sewn shut, how do you get? You know, is this what it is? I mean, you mm-hmm. can just cut the strings. I guess yeah, you just pull it right through. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll do it too. It's like a yeah, well, it's exactly like a stitch. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Yeah, thanks, Nick. What's next? Um, next is Joffrey. Oh, this was another one that I didn't care about. Joffrey is crazy. Yes. Um, this scene just shows more of that. Um, he's talking about the Targaryens and the, the dead Targaryens and all that. Um, then, uh, then, Marjor- then Marjorie's there. Uh, Cersei's there. Um, Olena. Olena's there. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole party. Um, I, I didn't care for like the buildup, but then, uh, what we see is this like quote from, uh, believe it was Marjorie. Severity is the price we pay for greatness. Mm. Was that Marjorie? Yeah. Yeah. And she just knows how to play that kid like a fiddle. I mean, well, that's the thing. He's a little kid too, right? Like 13 ish. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, somewhere around there, 13 to 15 So he's just ish. showing off what he thinks is cool in order to impress the girl. Here's my question. How authentic is Marjorie's love for the people? I think it's some. I think that's authentic because I think she, but I, well, maybe not, because she kind of knows that it's a lot easier to rule when you have the love of the people. Right. But I do, but going back to the whole orphanage thing, it didn't seem like there were people, a whole lot of people around to see that it was really just the kids in the orphanage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I kind of go back and forth. Um, but I would, I would side with the authentic side. I see the, I see the strategy that could be there. Yeah. Maybe it's like a 60, 40 split or something. Yeah. But I think she's more authentic than, just playing. Yeah. I think that maybe I'm just getting played too. It annoys I me. I feel like she's pretty. I feel like it's a real part of her. I definitely think it is. Yeah, I agree. It's a real part of her. Like, I don't think that it, there's, I think that she is capitalizing on it, but I think that it's real. It feel it's like a weird balance, but you know? Yeah. No, I, I think we're all saying the same thing that it's, it's mostly, authentic with some piece of strategy with it. What annoys me is that Joffrey is just riding her coattails with the people. Like they're all cheering for her when they go out of the sept, they're all cheering for her. And then all of a sudden he puts his hand up and waves. And now it's all God bless you, Joffrey, you know, well, they had started calling his name before he put his hand up. Well, well still, I think that's part of Marjorie's plan. No one fucking liked him three weeks ago. Well, yeah. And I think they still don't really, but I think her plan is to like edge out Cersei here and like, Oh, you don't need to listen to her anymore. Listen to me. See now the people love you. 
Right. Right. It's great. There's a lot of dialogue behind it too with uh, Cersei and Olena, which is interesting. That feels like a showdown that I want to see. Same. Like it does feel like that for it's building to that. Um, do we think that? Okay, so we kind of all agree that there's a little bit of, uh, or at least some level of real to Marjorie. Do we? How do we feel about that influencing Joffrey long term? Like, do we feel like she's gonna save him from his madness? Do we feel like she's gonna like help redeem him in the long run? Do we feel like he's a lost cause? Like, how does that? How does that fit? I'm being pointed at, so I'll answer. Um, I think he's always gonna have craziness down in there. So like even if he becomes this like great ruler, everyone loves him, I don't see that happening. But even if it does, I imagine at one point there's a Mad King-like snap where he shoots someone through an eye or throws them off the wall or something just because that, that's still inside of him. It like, feels to me like she's teaching him that you can be who you want to be like behind closed doors or wherever, but when it comes to the people they're going to revolt if they don't like you, you know, and, and it, things are kind of moving that way with this. Well, before the Tyrells got there, the starvation and, you know, potential siege and stuff like that. So gain the love of the people and then be who you want to be behind closed doors, which is, she's, she's kind of pushing into that with the severity is the price we pay, that kind of stuff. The crossbow in the last you know episode or two episodes ago, that kind of, she's not pushing back against that. She's letting him do those things. But then saying, but maybe when we're out in front of everybody, out in front of everybody, you can just smile and wave. Well, I think? mean, she learned that from Renly too. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you want to fuck my brother? We, just, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, to turn around and <laughs> pretend, like just to your men, like I'm your wife, but behind closed doors, do whatever, do what you want. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. And then that takes me to Cersei. So there was a quick shot of Cersei's face after the embrace, you know, of the people, you know, they're, they're standing out looking over everybody and Cersei's face was just, she was just mad as hell. Um, how do we feel like, what do we, this is mostly for you, Keith. What do you feel like the future is for Cersei in relation to, cause you know, later we get the line from Marjorie, like, oh, the Queen Regent? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, so what, how do we, like, what do you think is going to happen in regard to Cersei? Because she's she's mad as hell. I think she's going to fight something for it, especially after the conversation that she had with her dad about, like, you're not as smart as you think you are type stuff. Like, I think she's going to try to prove something. I don't know if it'll work, but I think she's going to do something stupid. Okay. Yeah, she's um, definitely worried about losing her power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, and I mean, she's seen that she's lost it with Joffrey. Like, Yeah, Joffrey's the, on in the next slapping one. Slapping her and, and everything else and very much not listening. Yeah. All right, I was just curious because they made a point to show us her face and I wanted to know where that fit. Um, the next scene is uh, one of my favorites in, the, in this episode. Uh, it's the janitor and Theon. And they're riding and, you know, the janitor's going into the story, you know, his, his background, and Theon too, 
background and you know how long is it going to take us to get deep wood mott and all of a sudden <laughs> i loved it so much um you know they're walking down this little hallway cavern type yeah, it's of like deal. a drain you i know? don't really know yeah. what it is um and theon's going on about rob stark you know he's the king uh you know he talks he talks as though rob treated him as not a stark and lesser because of who he was which sucks because we didn't get a lot of rob and theon but the rob and theon we did get was that rob loved theon yeah they really were only like, him and there was really only that one time that he kind of snapped at him yeah um and that was very justified and understandable he yeah. was panicking because of the situation with bran right but i think theon does go into i mean um the janitor guy asks like oh was he cruel to you no he didn't have to be. he wasn't he didn't have to be all he had to be was who he was meant to be and i think what that what Theon's getting at there is that Rob got the opportunity to be the heir, to be the, mm-hmm. the one coming up, the one that was groomed. And Theon was kind of supposed to be that, um, at least after his brothers were killed, but Theon never got that opportunity. And then, so when, when the choice was presented, you could potentially be this, he made that choice. And this is one of those moments where even though I hate Theon, Fuck I do Theon. find myself, sort of feeling bad for him because he's talking about like I I had a choice. I made my choice. I chose wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Um my real father lost his head in King's Landing. Mm. Um clearly sees Ned Stark especially now as more of a father, a real father to him than Balon has been or potentially will ever be. So yeah. Those are the things in this scene that are like damn, okay, cuz We've seen it, so we know where they're going. But yeah. when you're when you're actually listening to the dialogue, it's it's a it's pretty substantial dialogue. And and then he he reveals to this janitor guy that he did not actually kill Bran and Rickon. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, which is big. It is big. He's only admitted that to Yara. No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't, didn't yeah. admit and it to Yara. Yeah, the only people you're that right. know that are the people that were Who involved in that. Yeah, in that ordeal. It's crazy. Yeah. And then the big reveal. Did you see that coming, Keith? No. I didn't see that coming. I figured he would be like bringing him to Rob or something like that. Didn't think it was just negative Ghost Rider. Right back. back. (laughs) Right back to the torture dungeon. The big sex dungeon. Let him go so that he could come and And bring him recapture him and bring him back. After you kill six people? Yeah. Just seemingly for fun. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. And and he, you know, he plays it off. He says, yeah. oh, he killed the others. I brought him back. Well, and it makes when he shot that guy through the head right before the guy like acted like he knew yeah. or whatever. And I thought it was just like, oh, he recognizes the janitor. But now it's like, no, well, he, yeah, <laughs> he knew what was happening. And he was like, oh, crap. Shit. I'm on the wrong side this of this guy plan. got me. <laughs> yeah. That's a big, I, I, that's a big what kind of moment mm-hmm. i remember seeing it for the first time like it was crazy i'm sorry what we're back we're it back at the, the flaying and i love that theon just didn't realize it too. no like, not at all you didn't know you just rode from here bud yeah i mean it's nighttime they're probably taking a different you know different road i yeah i mean he was hooded when he got there 
Um, well, yeah, but like you knew you, you left. But the whole time he thought he was in like Deepwood Mott. He thought he was. Uh, well, he, tr- he trusted this guy. When he gets in the room before the, you know, big the reveal. lights turn on, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like calling for Yara. He had no idea. It's awesome. It really is great. Um, fuck Dion. Fuck Dion for real. So yeah, he got returned to that room, whatever that is. Do you hate Dion as much as we hate Dion? I don't think I hate him as much as you hate him. I'm not a fan of Dion. Maybe you have to watch the show a couple more times. <laughs> I Maybe. think we we've seen all this for me four times and you thirty. So it's like a little extra. It's like really sunk in for me. Well, and I think so. We're going back and watching another show right now, and we've seen some of it because we're getting ready for like the second season that just came out. But I'm watching it and I'm going. I Are you going to tell us what show? Lock and Key. Oh, on Netflix. I watched that. Yeah, I liked it. It's an enjoyable show, but the characters make stupid choices often, and they are stupid sometimes. And it's like plot stupid, which makes me angry. The only issue I had with that show is it felt like a more magical Riverdale, like a like a CW mm-hmm. show with like kind of C-list actors, not that great. I thought it would be a better book, so which I know. A, so it is a comic book. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought I knew it was I knew there was they were they were books, but I didn't know it was a comic book. Interesting. Yeah. But as we're watching this again, I'm more angry this time than I think I was the first time because I'm obviously it's their first time making these choices, but right. I think I'm seeing it as like you've already done this stupidly once. Why right. are you doing this again? Yeah, I got to tell you every time you watch Game of Thrones, Theon does the same shit. Um, so that's a good point. He never learns. Interesting. I didn't know season 2 was coming out. It's out now. I might watch it. I don't know. I never saw it. It wasn't my favorite. I didn't get like, pun intended, locked into right. it. Right. Well, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's like just good enough where we're like, we want to see this, but it's like just bad enough that's like, come on. It definitely was one that I got done with every episode and saying like, what the fuck is happening? Um, which I do like that. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't like Bodhi. The little kid? Yeah, he's annoying. I think annoying. it's a dumb name, and he's annoying. Yeah. I don't like the mom. Yeah. She's bad. The the witch lady, like the, the crazy lady. Um, yeah. Mm. Is she the same person that plays Yennefer in The Witcher? Oh, I don't know. I don't think she is, but, I, but she kind of gives off those same vibes a little bit mm. to me. Um, anyways, we got, we went down a rabbit hole there. Yeah. Sorry. So Game of Thrones, the TV show we're supposed to be talking about. Right. So, so everyone hates Theon. Keith, not as much. Yeah. He'll get there. Um, or maybe not. Maybe we'll love Theon. Yeah. Maybe he'll just be redeemed. I just feel like turning his back on the Starks has really got in my head. We well, also love Rob. I love Rob. So much. when we go back to the scene where Rob is crowned King of the North, Theon is the second person to stand up to and stand up and say himself, yeah. I will my sword is yours from now until I die and like literally 8 seconds later yeah he, so he's not there anymore it made me so mad it just it just boils my blood and you go back to that scene where he's where it was really good quiet no dialogue scene where he's burning the note or the letter that he was writing Rob to say hey you need to get back to the north my father's going to doing some shady shit and he made his choice yeah. So you got to live with your decision with your decisions and the consequences that happen that, mm-hmm. that come from them. Well, and I think this scene where he was just talking about how like he did all this to make his dad proud, and then mentioned that his dad was Ned Stark. 
it's almost a little bit like I was trying to pretend to be a Stark in this situation and I like screwed it up even worse than I already screwed it up by doing what I did. And like, it was just, it was a jealousy thing. It was a like, I want to be a Stark too. Yeah. Which is why he took Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah. yeah. I want to make my dad, I want to make Ned proud by leading Winterfell well, but he didn't do any of that. None of that. Yeah. And so like, there's a little bit of like sadness and empathy in there, but also like, get back on that flay stand. <laughs> yeah. Like you, Rob trusted you so much and this is what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. It's fucked up. Um, but he's back where he belongs. So he is back where he belongs. Time that shit and, and drill into his feet again. Um, so after this, uh, a pretty stupid scene, but uh, Jamie and Brienne, um, stupid in my opinion. Uh, really, she's just like, it's one of those like emotionally connective scenes. And I thought that that was a waste of my time because I wanted some killing. Um, and I haven't gotten it. And yeah. so anyway, so th- they're talking. Brienne is the point of it is she's acknowledging like, I know what you did. Basically, thank you. And Jamie's just there processing. How do I mean, I guess for me, it's one of those that feels like they're moving the needle towards some kind of partnership between the two of them. And I'm not a huge Jamie fan. I'm not a huge Brienne fan, pun intended. Get it? She's a, huge. a huge Brienne fan. Oh, cause she's huge. Okay. She's huge. I didn't catch oh. that one. Um, anyway, but how do you feel about the, these two and their story? I'm interested in it. Um, I think I would be a little bit more interested in it. If Jamie hadn't murdered those two people in his cell. Yeah. Recently, because like you could almost be like, oh, he's learning a lesson. And maybe he is now, but I don't think he's learning a lesson. I think he's just surviving. Yeah. Because like if they get, if they kill Brienne, he has no allies here. Right. Anymore. Yeah. So you think it's just purely survival? I think it's probably a lot of survival. I think maybe, you know, you just had your hand cut off and now you're wearing it. I think there definitely (laughs) is a little bit of like depression or whatever that looks like. In that instance, yeah, that's but, the that's the, you hit it on that. That's the only piece of the scene that almost kind of frustrates me a bit. I'm glad that Brienne is making these points. She's explaining to him like, "Hey, these are the these are the challenges that regular everyday people go through." Yes, including myself. I, you know, as someone who was trying to come up in the ranks, and every time that you know, every time I try to connect to somebody, they laughed at me, or I, you know, I, I always was playing you know second best basically. Um, but and we can, I think we can all speak to this when you find yourself in that like depression sort of space, having someone remind you like, Hey, you shouldn't be depressed. You have all these things going for you. You have, here's all the, you know, how blessed you are. Here's the, here's all the good things in your life. That doesn't really help to me. Is this the pot calling the kettle black? No, I don't think I do that with you. I I I don't mean to. You do that. Well, I don't mean to. Um, it I've comes from a good like, place. I know that it comes from a good place. Mm. I know that you mean. Next well. time I'm doing that, please please point it out because I don't think that I do. I'm just Lydia. gonna say Lydia, mom and dad are fighting again. I'm just gonna say no, Jamie. No, no, no. I'm just gonna say Jamie, Brienne. 
Thanks for doing yeah. it. I I mean, I'm I want you to because I don't I don't think it's helpful. It doesn't help me in that scenario. Um But it, it is one of those things where what what else are you supposed to do? Like I get it. Sometimes I just want to just be, you know. But if I'm Brienne in this scenario, like you feel bad for Jamie, you probably feel awkward about the situation. You know, if you just sit silently, it makes it more awkward. So you're trying, but it's not going to help. Like, it's well, just not, you know. I think there are times when that is helpful. And I think in this instance, like they showed at least, Jamie did need that. Like he wasn't eating. He was trying to starve himself or at least just was like, uh, what's the use of food? Just giving up. Yeah. Yeah. But like he was pushed into action out of that so like sometimes it is helpful but i mean i agree with you both that like you know after to to be a therapy a little bit like after my mom died and then some other tragedy happening with some friends recently like some people have been asking me like hey what's what helped you like what did what's a good thing to say to somebody in this instance and for me it wasn't it wasn't anything really but especially it's not like don't ask things of people like yeah. just be like hey i'm here for you the end. True. Don't be like super. Don't ask like, what can I be doing for you? Because like, I don't know. Nothing. I don't want you to do anything. Right. Me. Yeah. But yeah, I think sometimes stuff like this is necessary, and I think it, it at least in the show it drove him. It did. Yeah. To at least start eating some bread. Yeah, maybe Jamie's that guy that that needs it. It's just for me that's not how totally. it's played out. And taking a stop at the apology corner, if that's what I've done to you in the past. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to do that. Well, thank you. At least you're 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 trying. But that that was my point. Is I know I know you mean well. Right. I know you are trying, and it's an awkward situation to be in. But I think that you're also right that sometimes you just, or for me, I just I just need like a, I love you. Yep. You know, I'm here for you. Yep. I don't care if you respond. I don't. I don't need you to build me up. Just yeah. Hey, I like you. Yeah. Thinking about you. You're a, you're a fixer. Are you a fixer? Bob the Builder? I'm just going to fuck we myself. Build what? This? Nick, I told you that I know it's a good... I know you're no, trying. Know. Well, similar to Jamie in the scene, you have you also tend to throw out self-harm. <laughs> and Wait, uh, Justin does that? I've never done that. I've never heard that from okay. him. No, me? Yeah, well, there's, couldn't be. There's hours of content on the internet <laughs> that say differently. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't mean to do that. I mean, I, I, that's the only piece. But I, I think Brienne is trying to repay the favor. So, oh yeah, Jamie saved her life basically because she wasn't going to let them rape them, rape her. She mm-hmm. was going to fight back, and they were going to kill her. Um, and so she's basically trying to help him in in his dark time yeah yeah well and to pull behind the curtain a little bit it also feels like especially with the last episode when they were kind of like pushing the knife against his eye and being like you're nothing without your daddy like i feel like they're trying to build an arc where jamie is more self-reliant than reliant on the lannister name and so like this is just one extra step or scene or whatever into pushing that narrative on of just like you know you Got your hand cut off, but you can still be a great swords guy and uh, swords guy. That's what I went with. And yeah, like it was, don't, that was a choice. You don't. Yeah, I liked it, and you don't have to rely on your dad. Swords spur me, huh? Yeah, swords spur me. 
I mean, he did bleed a little bit Shorts, when his hand got cut off. Burmy. Yeah. yeah. Instead of bleeder. That was the you decided that was the name you wanted to go with. I said that. Someone did. Kay. It wasn't me. Quick aside at the apology corner. Oh, that was you? Oh. Okay, good. Or are we gonna get an apology out of that one? I was gonna apologize. I appreciate that. But I'm not apologizing. We should for apologize it. for Nick. Nope. No, I'll let him live right. live with We got spermies, we got bleeders. That's that's what it is. I'll make you that shirt too. <laughs> You've been promising shirts. There's no shirts. There's a design. I just need somebody to decide. He's the money guy. All right, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> so what does make you uncomfortable with the money bags? No. Well, that was... Well, I mean, I need to know what to do. Oh. Don't just give me a debit card. I thought we said Waffle House. Anyway, we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, wow. quick update. Those hands. The shorts, I'm not, I'm not loving them. Yeah. Ba-da, yeah. Are you worried that uh, but I'm loving your them. berries are out? No, I know. Because they're going, they're, they're squeaking up there. I know that they're not, uh, <laughs> they're not at risk of showing. Keith and I have direct line. Yeah, I've and got Keith's a, got a good line. I've too, got a line on those. I'm, I'm, I'm fine over here. Kay. Although I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> well, I don't love these shorts. Well, I mean, yeah. I do love these shorts, but I don't love wearing them like this. What? How do you like wearing them? Not. You're just like looking at them. Yeah. You go. I got some tiger shorts. I got some tiger shorts. This make me feel fancy. Maybe not only are they short, are they shorts, ladies and gentlemen, they are tiger shorts. They, they literally great. are just tiger print shorts. And maybe I'll show a picture on the IG. Thanks, Nick. I did show I, a picture I did, of Kev. I did laugh at that. It was just outside of the microphone. I, that's fine. Did you uh, see the... Oh, you didn't see the picture of Kev. I saw right. the picture of Kev. You saw a picture of Kev? Yeah. I posted it. I, did, uh, I saw I promised it. you guys that I would. You circled it. Who were the other people in that I picture? I don't know. No idea. Really? No clue. Perfect. <laughs> They're just two other kids there. Maybe his kids. Because I'm looking at it going, I don't think that's Justin and either of these. No, he wasn't. I I don't know that. I don't even know if he ever met me. Hey, Kev, call in and talk to your son. Kev, <laughs> call your boy. Are Three, you five, two, five, four, one, twenty, four, oh, nine. Is bitch. Kev alive? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know anything about him. Wow. Other than he's got a criminal record that includes domestic violence because he's a piece of shit. Oh, you never told me that part. Well, now you, you know the criminal record part. You never said the domestic violence. Yeah. And a lot of drug shit. Well, that's fine. But the domestic violence thing, that's not cool. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. So, anyways, don't call in, Kev. On that note, Kev, don't call, or do, and then I'll tell you you're a piece of shit on air, and that might be fun for me. Maybe that'll be healing for me. I think it probably would be. Probably. Uh, so there were. <laughs> There's a lot of people <laughs> that you probably need to do that to. Tell them they're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On air. Should we? You want to do it now? Let's make it a Patreon episode. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. We got a couple hours to fit in. I love it. Um, I'm kidding. There's a lot of really great people in this world, and I'm the piece of shit. Um, That's so then true. we go to Cersei in Tywin, another really great scene. That's fair. Um, Cersei. God. Here's the thing. You are a piece of shit, but you're our piece of shit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I can kiss you. And that's... Do it. Basically, what Emily tells it. me, like, you're do annoying, it. but you're my fucking annoying. Like, yeah. You're my annoying. Yeah. So, I appreciate does, that. Did she say it exactly like that? Pretty much. Wow. I like that you didn't tell me I'm not a piece of shit. I like that you confirm that I am indeed a piece of shit. We both are. Yeah. We're both terrible, like, fucking awful. But Who's like, worse, me or you? Be honest. Um, I think I'm more open with mine. You, you open it up for people that are in your inner circle, but... But for people that are just like kind of acquaintances and sort of like a little bit out, 
they think that you're just the nicest human and, and care about everything. And I like, am a nice person. You are. I'm not saying you're not, but like that, they don't know any other side other than that. <laughs> and Nick will threaten but, to fight them while you were only do it. Here's the a thing: few years after we do, and the listeners do, and we're still here. That's true. Because you're our piece of shit. Thank you. And you're my piece of shit. Wow. This is healing for me. True love. Soul. So Cersei Tywin, great scene. Except I'm annoyed because Cersei is a great character. She's a badass bitch, but Not she's kind of whiny. Yeah, in this scene, she like goes I running mean, to daddy. Like These people on. are being mean. Like, yo, Cersei don't need nobody. She doesn't need anybody's help. She doesn't need anybody's support. Yeah, but she wants her man back. God, it's she so. Does. She does. Yeah, she wants she that dick. That, yeah. She needs some dick. It's been a Do while. Do you think she's still fucking Lancel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Right? He got a cool wound, so he's like even yeah. more of a man now. We haven't seen him in this season. Um, I do like that, and I think I've said this before. Tywin seems to be an equal opportunity asshole father. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, I like it. All the kids get they can all get it yeah everybody can get it is that you're gonna start, fuck you and fuck you and fuck you is that here's why you suck dad you're gonna start doing that now tell my kids to fuck off mm-hmm. yeah probably perfect um i mean spoiler alert i've been doing that <laughs> so <laughs> he has not been i haven't he no. very much has not been i love, Justin is really the best dad. I love my kids a lot um but sometimes i want to fight fight them I have not fought them for the record. But That's some, good. Every now and then I'm not like the record show. Justin has not fought his children. Every now and then I'm like, what the what did you just say to me? I will fight you. I will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I really do love my children so much. Um and Oliver's five today. Crazy. It's nuts. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Oliver. Oliver. Hey birthday. And you're boy. listening to this in fifteen years. Mm, a little longer. At twenty you're not gonna let him listen? He probably needs to listen to twenty one. This is probably like a like uh x-rated no yeah buddy i hate to break the news to you we were talking about south park earlier i was watching south park at like 14 you shouldn't have been true (laughs) is that that more on your parents though no it was up in the bonus room they didn't know what i was watching all right i had to watch family guy in my bedroom i didn't didn't have a tv in my bedroom well you missed out i would have watched tv all night i would have gone to bed i watched a lot of shit yeah i used to watch uh mtv watch the sexy music videos that would yeah, come on. Yeah, those were good. Mm. The old Ashanti ones, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. The good. first I remember the first music video I remember watching was Pretty Ricky's. Uh, um, oh, so you were interested in the sexy people in the background? It, it was. I the, mean, that's fair too. But yeah, I mean, it was both. What was the on the not on the hotline? Um, fuck! What is that? I gotta look it up. I'm sorry. That's why I have to. I can't. Hotline blank. No, yep, that's what was on at late night while he was a youngin. They wore the orange jumpsuits and they were great dancers, and that was a really hot girl. Um, pretty Ricky. You sound like uh, Michael Scott when he gets through the chair. Grind with me. Oh, grind with me was a banger. It was a good song, good oh. video. Did you ever see the video? No, I don't think so. It was this girl. I believe she was in a yellow bikini. That makes sense, though. That is a. It's a fucking grinding song. Yeah. That like 13 year old me was tracks. like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Cersei. Yes. Cersei How do we go Tywin. from Cersei to Pretty Ricky? It doesn't matter. Cersei and Tywin, she's being whiny. It's annoying. Um, 
she's complaining about everything, but she gets into complaining about Marjorie Tyrell. And she's talking about like she's manipulating him. And Tywin came back with the hottest line Good. ever. I wish you knew how to manipulate him. And I was like, yeah, Ooh. it was unexpected. I expected him to like be frustrated by it. He's nope. not. He appreciates the hustle. And Cersei had a shit. You could tell it was unexpected because Cersei had a shit comeback. It was like, well, maybe well, you do it. Maybe you should try. Yeah, that's stupid. Go actually, fuck it. I will. I actually would like to see him try. He said he's going to. So, right, but I want to see it. Because I, I imagine like Joffrey's going to get hit. I mean, Tywin will fuck his shit up, right? Oh, yeah. Tywin will rock his world, and I I want to see what the court because he's going to do it in front of people. Oh hell yeah! I want to see what the knights and whatever like do about this. Nothing. No, they're paid for by Tywin. Yep. Joffrey Joffrey ain't shit compared to Tywin. He ain't shit. He's a king, but he's a he's just uh with a pinched face and a too big. He's of a the crowd. front man. He's just the image. But Tywin's ruling this place, right? And, and everyone I, knows that. And I'm here for it. Um, so they they get into it. Tywin kind of puts Cersei in her place. He talks about I miss, I miss you know I don't mistrust you for all this other shit. I mistrust you because you're not as smart as you think you are. It has nothing to do with you being a woman. Or you be in all these other things. It's it's just because you're not as smart as you think that you are, and I love that because kind of what you said before is that Mountain Dew. Hmm. Hmm. Love me some Mountain Dew. It's your Mountain Dew. That is not my Mountain Dew. Yeah, it is. Well, someone else brought it's that out of my fridge. That's it. There's a bunch in your fridge. Hmm. Maybe that's what you took flavor. Home. I was going to ask you how good it was, but I didn't want to distract from the. It's okay. Podcast. I'll but do now it. That we're there. Haven't had it. All right. I don't know. Is it good? Yeah, I think so. Did you solve the mystery? What's it called? I don't, I don't know yet. Oh, it's a mystery flavor. It says mystery flavor 2021 limited edition. And then it says voodoo. Ooh, I like me some voodoo. I have a uh, voodoo doll in my car. Okay. Of whom? It's just like a stock one. How many needles does it have in it? None. Well, if oh. he hasn't loaded it up yet, he wouldn't put needles in it. I don't know how voodoo works. It was given to me. You say loaded it up. You mean like, like put the actual or whatever? Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to like do things first. Make so it into the effigy. Yeah, kind of thing. and then you can start doing stuff. How does one acquire the information necessary to do this? I am certain that's on oh, Google. You could probably go to Voodoo Donuts. They might be able to help you out in City Walk. Good one. Hot Thanks. take. Hot take. Hot they're, take. Hot they're not take. very good. They're not that good. I don't think anyone thinks that's a hot. They're take. fun. They look cool. The place is cool. The donuts are trash. Right. I don't need a donut that is all over the place and has all this kind of shit on it. I just need a really good donut. That's it. Well, and you know where you find those? Go ahead, sorry. DG I was, was going to say, you've got DG Donuts five steps away from I was going to say, DG Donuts is the same way. I don't think that they're as good as advertised. I think they're better than Voodoo. Yeah, but the mark is and I think they're, so low. I think they're good donuts, but I think they're too much. You know where they, you find really good donuts is small town bakeries, small town little like mom donut pop King. donut shops. Donut King, I think that's one of them. Has great donut donuts. King's okay. Well, it's only because you have them every Sunday. Probably. I don't anymore because because no, of the stuff. Uh, no, just enough. Right. Yeah. I my favorite donuts ever are from Shipley Donuts. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, what about D's? These nuts. Hey. Oh, got him. I do like these nuts. Someone, these donuts. Someone I was reading uh, Twitter and someone was like, House of Atreides nuts. 
little Dune joke for you. Love me for some the listeners. Dune. I like yeah. the movie. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I think I'll agree with that. I think that's pretty accurate. I thought it was pretty good. The only thing that would lower it maybe to a 7 for me, like we were talking about, I think they made it for people who read the book. Which I did. Which I don't love when movies do that. Well, as the inner crowd who's read the book, I was oh, happy about it's it. It's great for us because we read it. They didn't spend a ton of time explaining the shit that just read, pick up a book. It seemed Nicholas. to be pretty faithful to it, though. It was like from from the Dune that I've quote unquote read. It seemed to be right on. The, only, the biggest thing that I can remember is I think that the scene with. Uh, you don't want me to say it? Well, I just feel like maybe some people haven't seen it. All right, never mind. So the doctor change was weird to me. The doctor change was weird, and then the the fight scene. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. I think that happens later. Oh, later in the book. Okay, I'll text you. Thanks. No, I'll just talk to you after. Um. So anyway, Tywin's going in. It's great. Uh, good job, Tywin. Then uh, Cersei's like. Gets into the whole perhaps you should stop him. <laughs> he just says, I will. And I was <laughs> like, oh, fucking yes. I yeah. love it. I love Tywin. Yeah. Well, Tywin's a great character. Shitty person, but great character. Um, and I think it's, it just points more to it. Every time we get more Tywin, it's shown more and more how good of a character he is. Mm. Um, and how much of a forced to be reckoned with he is right and well. then in memory of lydia i'll just call him daddy right hell yeah daddy 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 tywin daddy that, tywin I, I could see her saying that hell yeah saying all daddy tywin baby so then we get into uh i mean top three character we've already seen her in this episode but olena mm. and Varys. She kind of shits on that little girl, though. Oh my god, bro! She was she <laughs> was just goes, going in. Maybe that is me. Because I was telling her like, last episode, Olen- like she's Olena. Like because I was telling her last episode, I wanted to say on the podcast, like she kind of reminds me of my wife a little bit, but I didn't want to <laughs> insult her in case she didn't like it. And she was like, "No, that'd be really funny. You should do that." So then we were watching this yesterday, and she was like, "Maybe that is me." <laughs> well, maybe I should spend more time with Lauren because I really like I really like Olena and. Yeah. Man, she just goes in on that she, girl. Like, hey, I do. What do you think, Nana? I embroidered this little this flower, for whatever you. the fuck it was, and she was just like, "Great, I have, uh, I have sheets that have roses on them. I have dresses that have roses on them. My chamber pot has a rose on it. Like, that's gonna make it smell any better." <laughs> I mean, she's so good. She's so so good. And then Varys walks up. And she goes in on him, too. Yep. And then he's like, can I sit? And she's like, no. Nope. <laughs> I've said this before, and I have lots of favorite lines, but one of my favorite, one of those favorite lines is what she says to Varys when she's talking about him seducing her. And she says, what oh, happens yeah. when the non-existent bumps into the decrepit? <laughs> yeah. Bumps against the decrepit. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally, like, opens his arms and looks down. <laughs> it's, I mean, he... His character's played so well. Yeah. But is. hers is just, I mean, it is fire. Um, he says, can I sit? She says, no. Nope, you can't sit. And then and he's just like, well, I guess I'm leaving. Uh, okay. Okay. So then they're talking about Sansa. Um, You know, something's going on there. Mm. Two feather beds. Two feather beds. What do you think that the point of bringing Olena into the fold is? 
I think it was what he talked about. Like they're at least showing interest in Sansa. So maybe he can use them as potential allies or resources or something. But like, I'm talking about like the specific plan. What do you think is going to happen? Like what is Varys trying to do? What or is Varys, what is Varys pitching? I think Varys is pitching what Marjorie was pitching later in the episode. Maybe not that exact specific thing, but like, Hey, can you get her out of here and said like, you can just leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sansa or uh, Marjorie says it overtly, right? Like, that Sansa could marry Loras. Yeah, yeah, she does. And then I'll be the queen. So you think that that was orchestrated originally by Varys? I don't think it was like 100%, but I think he pushed them into doing something, and they were like, oh, we could do this. And clearly Olenna had already had that thought because she said, like, oh, it's not... It, right. It's, you'd, you'd have to yeah. be stupid not to know it or something like that. Right? Yeah. Which She's I'm so sitting good. there going, am I stupid? Yeah. What, what do I know? <laughs> what they're going to talk What about? am I supposed to know? We're all stupid. It's fine. Um, but... Varys says some important things about Littlefinger in this conversation. Well, my and my favorite being, he has a quote about, like, he would see this country burn if he could be the king of the ashes. Yeah, he said that he's one of the most, you may laugh at this, but he's one of the most dangerous people in Westeros because he has one goal, and it doesn't matter what happens to anybody else or what happens to the whole you know country. Uh, he would see this country burn if, if he could be king of the ashes. Um, and... Olena says, like, you must really hate him if you're trying this hard to, you know, stop him. And he says, no, I, I really don't hate him. I, I find him quite enjoyable. That being said, and, and it goes back to what we were asking in in season one, season two, like, who does Varys really serve? And Varys answers that question to Ned Stark. And up to this point, seems like it's honestly by saying, I serve the realm. Yeah. Someone has to. Yeah. And even though no one really thinks Littlefinger would be a good king or anything like that. Varys knows that that would cause absolute chaos and absolute, you know, destruction throughout Westeros. And, and he wants to keep that from happening. No one likes Joffrey. Joffrey sucks. He's not a good king, but at least there is potential for peace. Once this battle with the Northerners is, is, is over. Yeah. Which it seems to be, it seems to be very one sided right now with the Tyrells and Lannisters working against a, a much smaller, you know, force. Yeah. I don't know. I just love this back and forth. I love the two of them. Olena is top notch. Yeah. And Varys is a great character as well. They're both powerful. They're both strong characters in their own right. Um, And then together is just a dream team, in my opinion. And I'd love to see the decrepit getting bumped up by the non-existent. non-existent. It's so funny. I'd, I'd pay to watch that probably. Um. So you mentioned uh, Sansa and Marjorie. That's mm-hmm. kind of where we go after this. Um, and it, they they get into the. By the way, firefit of the week. Sansa? Sansa. Oh, okay. She looks great. Good for her. Good for you, Sansa. Do we have a boy firefit coming up? I don't have one. Oh, take that, everybody. Nobody impressed me. Step up your game. I didn't want to just give it away. I thought you were going to give it to Tywin again. Get I thought on, it was pretty good. Get on Justin's level. I could have, but he didn't blow me away. You know what? Your firefit of the week. Thanks, With the boys. shorts. Yeah, buddy. The shorts in my Braves jersey. Yep. Mm-hmm. You like this look? And then you break open that Braves jersey. What's in there? Some things never die. Some things never die. My we, Evers boys. Yep. We've kind we, of already touched on One of which on listens the, to this show. Oh, wow. nice. I don't know who you are, but thank you. Thanks, Jordan. Oh, the guy I talk shit to. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. I'm sorry. That's cool. That's all right. I'll rep him. Yeah. You can get fucked. Well, I said oh. sorry. God, this is the second time I've said sorry. Although I think the first time I said it wasn't real. <laughs> it was a fake, sorry. Right. This the time it's time real. It very much was a fake, um, 
we've kind of already gone into the dialogue of this of this scene, which is basically Marjorie pitching to Sansa. Yeah, you should see Highgarden. The Queen won't let me leave. Oh, you mean Queen Regent? Because I'm yes, about I'm to be, be queen. queen, and and you can marry Loras. We'll be sisters, and you can go live in Highgarden. What do you think about that? And she seems very into that. So, um, again, Sansa being given an out of King's Landing, an out. But with, she seems like she's going to take it this time. No, she, no, no, no. An out with Littlefinger. Littlefinger's oh. already told her, like, hey, I can get you out, but you got to be ready. And you can't tell anybody. You can't, do, you know. Okay, cool. She's given that out. She was given it by the Hound and didn't take it. Should have taken it. Given to it, given it by Littlefinger. And now there's another little carrot that's dangled. What happens? I mean, this carrot looks a lot better than this other two carrots, though. That's fair. This is a big, girthy carrot. <laughs> yep, that's what I meant. I don't but I think, mean, Shay yeah. was like, hey, don't do this. With Littlefinger? Yeah. And yeah. then she's like, it's the, uh, the hound. Like, you don't have to be told not to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, every time she's offered an out, she don't take it. She either doesn't take it or goes for something else that seems. Like a, like a prettier out, like a right. better out. Can we be real though? No, I don't want Sansa to have to marry Loras. He's not into her. She deserves a kind, loving husband who loves her, and so does Loras, and not her brothers, and so does Loras, a hundred percent. But not the her thing, but yeah, what I yeah I I, said I know what you meant. Yeah, he deserves a husband who's kind, kind and loving, loving and and cares about him. Yeah, but just like. Sansa opens up the keys to the north to Littlefinger. Also opens it up to the Tyrells. True. Tyrells. Oh, yeah. And that's what Olenna's saying is that like, well, duh. Yeah, yeah of course. That's a, a great option. Um, so that's pretty much that scene. Not not a whole lot else to it. Just that little dialogue. Yeah. After that, we get into a spicy scene. Ooh. Uh, the Night's Watch. Oh, damn. A sad scene. It was a sad. It was sad for a lot of reasons. Um. They start with the burning of the of the, the dead dude. of the dead Banyan, something like that. Just yeah. had a hurt foot. He had a hurt okay. foot, but that shit will fuck you up in the north. Well, if he, if you're not fed properly, like they seem to insinuate he was. Well, that's kind of what popped this whole thing off. Was they felt like they weren't being treated as they had been treated before. They weren't being treated kindly. And they weren't being fed, and they weren't being housed properly, and all this stuff. Intentions are high. And Craster's a weak piece of shit. And they finally had enough of it. But so is Rast. Dollar said with another zinger, though. <laughs> he As as Banyan's burning, he never knew Banyan could smell so good. <laughs> Dollar said so good. He's such... He's like, good for a one-liner in episode. For he sure. is, yeah. So, I... I like the move from Rast and the other, the other brothers. Like, I like that because Craster's a piece of shit. So I like the move. I don't like the ramifications of the move, though. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they get into the fight. It, it pops off. It's really minor, but you hear Mormont say right before the fight pops off, and this is why Mormont hasn't fucked Craster up yet, is that you, according to uh, the gods in Westeros, if you were a guest under someone's roof, you you can't hurt them. You you can't like do something to harm them or anything like that. And so it's big deal to him. 
if if Mormont met Craster out in the woods and sh- or some some shit, he'd probably fuck him up, especially at this point. Mm-hmm. But he's in his home, he's under his roof. He's been quote unquote given his protection. So to go against that would be uh going against the gods and being quote unquote cursed or whatever. So he throws that out just briefly. So is that why Craster kept yelling that he's a godly man to like remind them of that or was it more of just like a yeah, like, I don't think so because he cool. serves different gods. Yeah, um, I think it, yeah, I think it's just that okay. it's a it's a little bit of a weird, weird flex, you know, especially in that moment. Um, Next time you get into a fight, yell that. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work, but but anyways, I just wanted to touch on that because <laughs> it's such a small piece. But that's the reason why Mormont's not on board with this mutiny of Craster, is because of that that piece. True. Because Craster needs to be fucked up. We all know that. And that's why what you're saying, I can understand where Rast and um, shit. Can't remember his name. The other guy's name. I don't remember his name. Um, but I like him. Kind of like William De- Willem Dafoe. He does a little bit. Uh, He's in uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Fun fact. Oh. He is. Um God, I know he's from Gin Alley. I know that, but I can't remember his fucking name. I can't either. But anyways, uh, that's why that's why Mormont hasn't done that. But they do have a good point, and Crasher needs to be fucked up, and he gets a knife through the brain, which I'm a fan of. I was not, however, a fan of Mormont getting nope getting his. No, that sucks. Seemed excessive. So the bastard thing, and I can I can go into this because it's not ever talked about in in the show. Go ahead or the books. I can't get into this. There is a theory. So if you noticed how upset Craster got when he was called a bastard. Right. So there is a theory that Craster is a Stark bastard. The Starks were very or very old family. They were right. their blood of the first men, basically. And the theory was that there was a, a Stark that was on that was manning the wall that uh that fell in love with a wildling woman. And ended up going north with her, having some sex, and then just some either dying or coming back or something along those lines. And then that the pro, you know that mm-hmm. the child that the child was that. either Craster or Craster's dad or something along those lines. And so the bastard thing really twerk, you know tweaks him a bit. So you don't have to tell me what it is. Is there anything that points to that, or it's just? Someone decided that. It's just Westeros history, Westeros lore that that points to it. Um, this is the only thing that really... Because uh, clearly this is the end of Craster's line. Right. Um, this is the only thing that really points... And people will like point to this, mm-hmm. how he's so upset by that term. Um, because okay. because that family would be, would be mad about that Stark person coming north of the wall, fucking this wildling lady, and then just leaving. So, so the theory only exists because he's upset about being called a bastard. Yes, and then other pieces of the West of Westeros lore. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. um, you know other wiki, yeah, shit. But, um, but yeah, I just I wanted to get into that because I think it's kind of interesting fan theory and you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's neat. And it doesn't create any spoilers because this is the end of Craster. I mean, there, nothing can be spoiled. He, d- he did right, right. He, well, he did. His line is continuing though. Yeah, many times that's over. That's true. No, no, no. His line specifically, like he, it's all women now. His line can't go anywhere, except for one baby. Yeah, 
can't continue crossword. Except line. that his line, I mean, who? Well, the line doesn't go through women unless it does. But I mean, they are the one who push the babies out of their badges. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not how it works in a patriarchal society. I'm just letting you know. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, they I'm are not necessary to continue the, right the line. Way. I'm just telling you. They are necessary, correct. But you're right. There's that one baby, and who knows what happens to him. But And honestly, let's be real. We're going to get to it here in a second. But if Danny takes his shit over, why can't all this shit change? Oh, it will. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? So maybe. If she takes it over, it will It will absolutely change. So maybe she takes all this shit over and, and brings the wildlings into the fold. And then Crasher's line does continue it's very possible yeah. um the name travels with women now my point was just like that fan theory is not a spoiler because you know it's just a theory right um twenty dollars yeah okay oh. i'm already 20 in the hole for this episode yeah um all right yeah so rast or uh whoever that god damn it what's his name rast and the green goblin yeah fight a little bit yeah well he so green goblin shoves it, his knife up craster's like jaw and then gets it into his brain. Um, Rast, you know, at that point, Mormont pulls his sword trying to uh, stop this craziness. And then Rast gets him in the back like a, like a fuck boy would. And, um, and then Mormont turns into like this animal. (laughs) Picks him up one handed by the neck. One handed by the neck, shoves him against a, a post. I wanted to give kill the week. To him, didn't happen. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I wish he would. He was almost there. Oh, he's so close. He's so close. Well, and he went to. He was gonna spit on him, and that's when the blood came out. Right? It wasn't like a like cough. It looked to me like he was trying to like spit on Rast, but then it was just. Blood. I don't think so. I think it was uh, maybe, but I I always see it as a uh, involuntary, you know, coughing, blood spatter kind of thing. I'm gonna believe it's spitting. Which I don't really know the medical accuracy to that or not but i mean if you got hit in a, one of the lungs oh that's true up with blood yeah that's a good point so anyways um so we have two at least two names on the board from this scene craster and mormont gotta imagine there's gonna be more by the by the time it's all said and done right yeah yeah but um, it's, it's craziness it's another one of those crows on crow action there yeah hell yeah. yeah there's some crow on crow action i'm here for it yeah, I liked how That's I liked that Grin was you know, Grin stuck true to it. Grin started fighting on the on the non mutiny side. Yeah. Um might not turn out well for him. Might not. I don't know. But uh but yeah, so all of those things. Another battle, Sam plays a pivotal role in. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sam. Gotta love him. It's a crazy scene though. And it, it is, sucks, yeah. man. It really Just sucks. Hope he becomes a wizard one day. Yeah, maybe he will. Then we meet a new character. Yeah, Beric Dondarrion. That's a. It's not a new character, but he's a new character. I rewound it because I was like, "Am I mean? supposed to know who this is?" So we saw that's we the last time we saw Beric was Ned Stark sending him, and they mentioned it in the oh in the shit, scene. but it was a different, it's a different, it actor. was a different Beric. That's what brought us to the to I the totally forgot. question. Oh. So Ned Stark assigns Beric Dondarrion to go out and bring the mountain to justice, um, and. He does a, it at King's Landing. Yep, a different actor gotcha. is playing Barrick in that role, and a great switch because this this guy plays Barrick much better. Um, not that the other guy had really had a chance, but uh, but yeah. So the Hound mentions that is that like you were you were supposed to 
go out and find the mountain. And he was like, I'm trying to, you know, uh, but clearly forms this like, you know, brotherhood without banners. And he didn't get the mountain, but he got the hound. He did. Next best thing. And they're trying to pin something on the hound that they can execute him for. And they're having a hard time figuring it out. And then all of a sudden, Arya reminds him that you killed Micah. Yeah, it was kind of like they were they were fishing a little bit. And Arya was like, I got one. Here you go. That being said, though, I'm kind of on the hound side there. I think he did a good job defending himself. Yeah, he he was just following orders. Like, you don't... like. Can you really... Well, the Brotherhood doesn't really seem like a group who, like, supports yeah. the structure. And not to be all Goodwin's Law, but as soon as you said that phrase, I felt icky. I guess that's fair. Yeah, I get that. Like, the like, let's say it's... It might be worse, but, like, Nazi you know, soldiers or, or, or colonels or whatever that are at the concentration camps. Right. Yeah. They didn't get, they didn't get out of just following orders. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, you're a human being. still. So that's a good point. You know, that's, you didn't wrong, have to do right? that. Yeah. Um, anyways, so she offers up the Micah thing. Um, and clearly it worked had to go down. Yep. Trial by combat. He, the hounds like, what is she going to fight me? Like, and Barrick's like, I don't know. She kind of seems like she would, but uh, she might be the bravest here. But I got it's this going, one. It's gonna be me. I got this one. Um, I'm excited to see that. We don't really know much about Barrick, but he seems like just first impression. He seems like somebody I w- wouldn't want to fuck with. They don't mention in the show, but his name in the book is the Lightning Lord. Yeah, which is fucking sick. It's dope. So, is that because of a fight that he was in and like all the lightning around? Something along those lines. Okay. Uh, I, think I don't remember. Did they talk about it in book one? I still haven't started book two yet. They may have mentioned it briefly in book one because he has this, uh, in the books, he has this like, um, you know, what's the word? Like not legacy, but like this, this myth. Yeah. Yeah. It's lore. kind of a, yeah. Lore around him. Um, so they may have mentioned it at some point, like somebody at an inn or a village, saying that they had the lightning lord come through at some point but um but yeah they never i, I hate that they don't do that in the show cuz it's a really cool name yeah anyways it's going to be a should be a good fight i mean the hound i've mentioned barracks not someone i'd want to fuck with but you know who also isn't the hound the hound but does the hound have the one true god on his side guess we'll find out we'll find out next week on dragons and dreadfords <laughs> Um. Anyway, good scene, but the best scene of the episode, in my opinion, we're back, back with Danny, back with my my queen, mm. my girl, Danny. Happy to be here, lover. So she's making the trade for the dragon. Sad. It wasn't sad. It wasn't sad. I knew that would happen. You, you did. This is another one that you called. You called two two I things. I was happy with both of those. I was like, she did know it. Yeah. yeah. The Speak first, Valerian. the first one that she wasn't going to trade the dragon for real. The second one that she did indeed speak Valyrian. Of course she did. Yeah, it's Danny fucking Targaryen. Danny Targaryen. <laughs> like I, I like how that how in Valyrian that line is delivered by Krasnitz. It's like very slow and like. La, 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 Valeri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the best part about that is she was speaking Valerian, but he was enthralled with the dragon. Yeah. He wasn't paying any attention. And then it kind of no. catches. And then he was like, 
Whoa. What? Oh, no. He did tell her, too, you should blood them early because they'd never been tested. She was like, well, don't mind if I do. Well, right. Deal. Hey, I got this. Kill every man holding a whip. Kill the masters. Kill every man holding the whip. Kill anybody. Don't break, touch the women and children. No women and children. Break the chains off of every slave. And then, you know, Krasnus tries to get them back on his side of like, you know, kill her. No, don't kill me. Kill, kill me. Kill her. They're not going to do that. Nope. Nope. And then she says the magic word. Dracarys. Dracarys, motherfucker. And she, it was so powerful the way she delivered it. Because we've seen her like teaching the dragon, Mm -hmm. you know, with the meat and stuff like that. But this was different. This was like a. This was powerful. Get him. This guy. Dracarys him. (laughs) It was so, it was so cool. And then my favorite thing from the episode was the sound like, I don't know, it was some kind of instrumental right before the fire. It was after she oh, yeah. said Jakaris. It was like this rumbling building. Oh, my God. It was so cool. And then yeah. just fire. I realized the other day that my surround sound system hasn't been working, so my sub and my two back speakers have been out. Damn. And so this was the first one that I got it again. That's and I started one. hearing some music randomly in the episode. I was like, mm, this is what I've been missing. It was good. Yeah. So they fucked some shit up. Afterwards, Danny says, you're all free. You're all free. Anybody can leave. Nothing is going to happen to you. You're free. Good to go. Whatever you need to do. But. Or you can stay and fight for me as free men. What are you going to do? And it's silent. Nothing happens. And then all of a sudden the spears. And you can see the look on. it's, It's in the background. Yeah, it was great. But on uh, Barrison Selmy's face, he was like grinning, like shit-eating grin. She told him last episode, Rhaegar was not the last dragon. And he, she just literally dropped a big fat mushroom tip on his forehead Yeah, and said, that's, that's how big my dick is. It was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Jorah was on board. Jorah was laughing the whole time, too. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was so, it was such a cool scene. Kill of the Week is, by the way, the Dracar- Black Dragon. Yeah. Like yeah. Dracarys. It's, it's, there's no question about it. Hey, great job. What? Calling it Black Dragon. Got you, dog. I know. I, love I got it. you, dog. Great job. Um, I thought about it as I was writing my notes. Mm-hmm. I wrote Black Dragon and not the name of the Black Dragon. You, I'm excited for you to learn the names of the I'm dragons. too. Um, but I mean, assisted by the Unsullied, yeah, they're the real deal. I mean, I know that they were fighting like slave masters, whatever. So they're probably not the toughest competition. They fought soldiers too, and they whipped some ass. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. When you get to that, when you get to this in the books, it has already explained some of the Unsullied like past and the history and some of the battles that they've fought in. Mm-hmm. It is nuts. Like they are, they are the elite fighting force and fuck everybody up around them. Um, but yeah, this is this is awesome. I mean, we've seen we've seen Danny have issues with slavery from almost episode one. Yeah, maybe episode three, um, and it's just been growing and growing. And she's walked the the walk of punishment, talked to slaves there, had conversations with Masande, learned. How can I stop this wheel that's turning here? And then goes and does it. Then it destroyed the entire city. Yeah. Basically. 
Which is fine. I mean, yeah. what I love most of all is the development of Danny. Mm-hmm. When we first meet her, she's Viserys' little sister. Young, timid. So quiet, so fearful, so at the mercy of her brother and then Drogo. And we've seen spurts of her power growing mm-hmm. and her authority growing. This is the moment where like that shit was real. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. And then, and then go ahead. I was going to say full circle back to South Park. <laughs> Respect my authority. I've seen that clip before. Um, haven't seen the show. Have like, seen that clip. So I probably butchered that. It's yeah, that all right. Great. So it's like I was there. My favorite, I mean, my favorite scene by the, by far of the whole episode is, is this moment. Um, and then it just got even cooler when they had like the army marching out of the city she took the little like slave masters, the whip thing, whip thing, and like dropped that shit. And you see the the army marching out, and they're on horse. You know the the Danny's crews on horses, and she just looks like badass. Like she doesn't look. She's no longer that timid little girl. She's now for real the queen. Like and, she, and then the symbolism of all the Unsullied just walking right over the whip. Yeah. It was so cool. And the music, cool. I don't know if y'all like paid attention. The music was awesome. Yep. Like some of the better like audio like supplement that we've seen. It was so cool. And we knew Danny was gonna do something. We had we knew she's got a, an arc that's going somewhere, but how's it gonna get there? And now she's got twelve thousand unsullied and three dragons. That shit's on fire. Three I'm dragons that have learned how to fucking light people on fire. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, that was the episode. I thought it was a pretty, it's, it, it really started off kind of slow for the first like half. And then this back half just lit up. Yeah. It started with Olena and her conversation with Varys. And then it took off from there. We went, we saw the crass, you know, the, the crasher's keep. We saw Danny. Uh, we saw a pending fight with the hound. Like I'm excited to see the hound in some one-on-one combat. Oh yeah. Um, Anyway, great, great episode. A lot. We didn't see John. No John. We didn't yep. see Rob. No Rob. Um, I think that those were the main people were missing. I believe so. And then obviously like supplemental people like Cat. We didn't really get much of Bran. We saw Dream Cat. Cat was in a dream, yeah. That's true, yeah. We, but other than dream, dream, we didn't see either of them outside of that. Um, but those are storylines. No Hodor. About. No Hodor. I'm always sad when we don't get Hodor. Mm-hmm. Need more Hodor in our lives. Need some more Hodor. This is a good episode, though. You didn't like my southern was, accent? That was good. <laughs> Need some more Hodor. I don't know. I feel like it vibe. Uh, good episode. What do you think is going to happen next week? Keith, no. I knew this question was coming. The only thing I could think about <clears throat> was I was going to ask, was this the first time we saw River Run in the opening, or did we see that earlier? I think we saw that. Maybe a couple episodes okay. episodes ago when so they I got, got there. Particularly excited about it, watching this episode. And then I also, when we flew over Asapor, I was like, "Can we be done with Asapor? <laughs> I'm done with the city." And we are. We're done. I think we're well on our way yeah. to being done with Asapor. I think Asapor is being done, or is done with being Asapor. Pretty burned, right. and they're leaving. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, <laughs> all the rulers are gone, and their main source of trade is leaving. So and now that, now that we're done, gotta give you and I think we kind of mentioned this earlier. Gotta give you credit, man. You obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of things 
in this episode and in this show that like no one really sees coming. Mm-hmm. But you've you've done pretty well at okay, I think this is where they're going with this. Or just throwing something random out. Like, man, it would have been nice if she would spoke Valerian back to him. And Justin and I would like just give each other a side eye. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. <laughs> Thanks for not saying anything. Uh, oh, and you know, he's, she's going to give him the dragon. Did you move on from thinking that would happen? Thinking what would happen? That she would speak Valerian? Kind of. Because she, we've seen two different episodes where they've spoken Valerian to her. It's had to go through a translator. She hasn't responded in Valyrian. This was the third episode, so I kind of thought, oh, I wonder if Keith like once, moved on from it. Once she said, I'll give you the dragon, I was like, okay, she's got a plan going here. Maybe this will all get revealed. And I know, you know, hindsight 2020, maybe I'm just making this up as I'm sitting here. But like, once she was like, yeah, no, no, I'll pay you with a dragon. I was like, oh, nope, something's going to happen. Yeah. But well, I mean, you ones, called that. Of the ones that you tried to call, and we've told you you're wrong, at, you know, as we have answered those. Mm-hmm. As we do. I think it's pretty neck and neck, though. Like, neck and neck of, like, things you've gotten right that you had no business getting right, and then things you've gotten wrong. So I got to give it to you. you. You mentioned when we first started this podcast that you typically have watched enough of these kinds of shows and mm-hmm. read these books to the point where you, you kind of know most likely where things are going, and I think you've proven that. So good Thanks. for you. Yeah, I've, I've got really uh, marketable skills. This will help right. me in the long run. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, great job. And uh, kept this one relatively short as well. We're going to be under two hours. Yep. Yeah. Two weeks much? in a row, by the way. Where are we at? Wait, was last week under two? Yeah, it, it was. was. Yep. It's like and with editing, that'll be, that'll be lower. Um, so if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, which we got a picture of Kev there. We got, we got some... Well, it was uh, on a story, so it's gone now. Oh. I can post it on the, on the feed. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, what you want to do? if you follow us on Instagram, you're going to have access to the stories. My mom's going to cry. It's fine. Does your mom she follow? follow. Oh, I don't know. Does she know how Instagram works? Yeah, she has an Instagram. All right. I don't know. I don't. Maybe tag her in it. Talk to my mom. Maybe. That would be funny if you tagged her. Uh, it, don't do that. It, it's funny in this conversation. Yeah, don't it's do not that. It's funny outside of this. Don't, no, it's too late. Do I'm doing that shit. Um, put your phone down. I'm but if you would shit. like to see that happen and watch the aftermath, donate. It's at Dragons Dreadforts. Uh, you can also follow us on or support us on Patreon. Uh, we've mentioned we've we've plugged some shirts and some stickers and some cool stuff and uh, therapy episodes that we're gonna do on there. And, and Justin's gonna talk about all the pieces of shit in his life. Um, but if you'd like to do that, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, that's also at patreon.com slash dragons dreadforts. Got anything for the hotline people? number? What's that phone number? 352-541-2409. Uh, it's also in the show notes, I believe. Um, call us and leave us a voicemail. Uh, you're not going to talk to us, so don't be scared. But then I will probably give you shit for your voicemail. Um, but I'm trying to get better at that. So Jordan, call back in if you ever want to, you know, to test that theory. Yeah, help out, help out Nick learn how to deal with people better. <laughs> We're trying to teach him in his uh, young spry. It's age all for of, the bit, man. It's all for the bit. Right. None, none of it's personal. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Damn. But thank you guys for listening. Me too. You're not twenty-eight. I'm not. You're twenty-nine. Yep. Just like you. Just like me. I am twenty-nine. How old are you? Thirty-three. Uh, I'm either 37 or 38. What? I don't remember right now because I'm that old. You're really that old? Mm-hmm. I always forget that you're that much older. Yep. Uh, you don't know if you're 37 or 38? I think I'm 37. Can we figure this out before we end this episode? 1984. What? When? March. Okay, 84, 85, 86.
So yeah, thirty seven. Yeah. Damn boy. Get sorry, on up that's there. why I hurt so much when you called me old. I'm sorry. Because I am. I am sorry. I'm not. It's fine. I love you. Nobody knows how old I am. Uh, check us out. Support us. Love us. And come back next week for another episode of Dragons and Dreadforce, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. Yeah. There's a million things I haven't done, but just you wait. What's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton.